Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. First episode in February, and I know that because I have a calendar on the table that keeps getting beer on it, and I flipped it to February today. So we can put more beer on that page? <laughs> yes. Every page will be stuck together by the end of this. Like all my issues of good housekeeping. <laughs> Best non-sexual magazine, non-pornographic. Non-pornographic. Hi, uh, by the God way, my I name is. Fuck it up. My name is Willows. <laughs> and my name is Tyler. And welcome Bergen. to not that Bergen. If you know, you know. Beyond this point, the podcast where we discuss business and life topics, both sober and drunk. Both of us are very, very low energy today. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. Just our little chat before the podcast. <laughs> We've here. been sitting here in silence. Yeah, he walked in. And I was just playing Tetris in silence. <laughs> Typically, last week you were like hammering out eleven pages of like a business proposal, and this yeah. time you're like, I was like sideways in my chair, <laughs> just playing Tetris on my computer. Welcome to entrepreneurship, where it shits dramatically different. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I didn't even drink that much last night. I don't know about you, but like, I didn't even have. I that drank much. quite a bit yesterday. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have that much to drink. We went out last night um, to a new bar, bar that just brand new opened, and it was fun. We had a good time. Yep. And we haven't done that in a while. Yeah, we're between COVID and... Or just going to like a new bar. Yeah. Well, we used to all the time, right? And then I guess COVID kind of fucked that up, and then we the businesses and whatever, and like we just hate each other now. Yeah. We, the only reason we hang out is because we do the podcast. We this is... Barely stand each other. Yeah, we don't even have a friendship. It's just like... Yeah, that, that happens all the time where there's like two famous TV hosts, mm-hmm. and then they always try to like do like um, separate careers, and they fail miserably. So they have right. to come back to do the like, but even though they hate working with each other, um, like the my favorite murder girls, they um, I think they reached a point. They, I guess they didn't have like a very um, deep relationship before they started their show. Like they knew each other, they were friends, but they weren't like really close friends, and they went on tour together. They were doing the podcast together. They're just like you know working together constantly and it was like a partnership just that kind of blew up out of nowhere and you could tell i forget what season it was but like you could tell that like that there was tension between the two of them and they would like just say like snappy shit to each other um like mid like during the episode they'd like snap at each other in like not a funny way and it was like <laughs> you know it'd be great it's like, it's like when you're in the room and a, a couple you know is arguing and you know, it's gone past the joke you know it'd be great is if they one of them killed the other one oh that'd be amazing and then it was like you know it's a murder podcast and then there's like a murder a real murder mystery yeah yeah that'd be great but yeah. yeah, no. So long story short, basically, apparently they actually went to like a like a relationship therapist, and they just like fixed their shit. Do you want to do that? And they're like best of friends. That'd be good content. We go to a yeah they, couples therapist. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know if, if you're already famous. I don't know if if, if you want to air that much shit out there. It's funny, but I don't think it would be. I think it might be kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> might ruin the magic. We learn how actually. We're, we are deeply fucked and like just hmm. yeah no we don't need a re- we don't need a relationship there we just uh, do drugs you mean drink alcohol which is legal in this country yeah that's exactly what I mean yeah right but alcohol is a drug kiddos yep it's a hell of a drug and so is life so like I alluded to at the beginning of this podcast um, 
minutes before we started uh, broadcasting. Uh, we now have a new interim leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, which is Candace Bergen, who is... From uh, your neck of the woods. Probably not related to me. Probably uh, not. To my knowledge. To your knowledge. Um, but is from my hometown yep. and is like the representative of that riding, that area. And... Uh, she's, kind yeah. of a, she's kind of a nut, I think. Makes me kind of nervous. And uh, knowing the people from the place that I'm from, that one of them is not a leader <laughs> of a national party, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She's she's she can't run for the next election if you're interim leader. You can't run to be the next leader. So it is not that big of a deal, but it's still kind of fucking weird. Uh, like I grew up with one of her kids. Like, how was he? The kid never noticed him. Yeah. My um, my friend went to school with um, the daughter. I don't want to be too specific, but a daughter of a prominent politician in Manitoba, mm-hmm. and uh, just said it was a f- just just the most spoiled one of those girls. It's like, oh my my parents got me a fucking Mercedes at sixteen, but I wanted a pink one and it was white and I fucking hate it. Like that yep. kind of person. Yeah, yeah. The um, worst kind of person. Just the yeah, and then now their mother is a prominent Manitoba politician. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I don't know. I, I think it breeds there's definitely like that those family dynamics definitely gotta be fucked, right? A lot of them. Oh, here's a fucked family dynamic for you. Um so my today client today was he's a realtor uh well established in the city and we just have so many friends in common we're just you know catching up on whatever filling in each other's um what news and updates oh okay uh so i asked him about this one realtor that was just like seemed to be on every fucking sign in his area like anything north of the city it's this guy uh you know he's got a great head of hair looks like you know john travolta in the 90s and he's got like this little dog and it's 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 a weird vibe um but yeah his fucking face is everywhere i'm like who is this guy why is he why does this guy have more listings than every other realtor combined and he's like oh that's nygaard's son-in-law oh wow i'm like what talk about fucked family dynamic dude can you imagine being that guy's son-in-law peter nygaard for those of you who are not aware was a is a now disgraced uh, Winnipeg-based fashion mogul who had a Epstein-type situation where he had a yeah children rape kind of island kind of thing. Um, he had a lot of problematic shit. Yeah, he's uh, he uh, he's in jail. He's in jail. Yeah, he's uh, but he's like ninety, so he fucking got away with it. Yeah, he raped I think like over a hundred women over like sixty years. Um, and those are just the ones that that came forward yeah. and and weren't murdered and buried on his property. Allegedly, that was just me making a little bit of a joke at his expense. I don't know if he did that. Please don't sue me. But yeah, this guy was a, a nut. He had like a he had an island in the Gulf of Mexico. No, was Gulf of Mexico? Nygaard? Yeah, wasn't it like? Uh, yeah, and he was like building or was his it own Dominican. Yeah, and something, he, something there. the Caribbean somewhere, and he was building his own like. He was building the island bigger, and the government's like, stop doing that. And he's like, no. Yeah, and he would fly in people on his private jet to his island, 
and he never went through customs and he would just like fly these people in like artists and yeah. contractors or whatever and then take their fucking passports yeah and then they would get arrested and then he would have like some showdown big negotiation with the local government he'd pay them off they'd let his people go again and then what like if you if you go work for nygaard you're probably gonna end up in jail at some point yeah because just from association yeah 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 he's he, and he was uh he was present when uh, nafta was written yeah apparently which is fucked. He, apparently he was like heavily involved like there's pictures of like Mulroney um Clinton NAFTA and... for those that don't know is no longer a thing thanks to Trump but North American Fair Trade Agreement Free negotiated trade agreement. negotiated between uh Mexico the cum states yeah Canada America Mexico the cum states that's pretty good <laughs> um Anyway, my buddy, I won't say his name because I don't want to associate him with this, but actually worked for Nygaard at a pretty high level, like a operations yeah. kind of mid-level. And uh, yeah, he, was a, he would call company-wide meetings, like get all the branches into one building and then talk for half an hour about like his fucking workout and then just leave. And like refused to elaborate in his leave, and like everyone's just standing there being like, uh, and then like a manager would be like, I'm sorry, everyone, <laughs> go back to work. <laughs> like, it's like he's he's fucked. Well, and this is a man who was injecting himself with stem cells. Yeah. Um, before it would he would travel to Switzerland to do it because it was illegal here in the like 70s or whatever, and he would take these like non-approved for human, like. They didn't. He was like basically the guinea pig of like stem cell research to make himself like younger. Um, pretty good. I mean, if you can afford it. Yeah, and he's had a significant amount of surgery and. And yeah, he, he for what the fiftieth anniversary of his business, he just bought like half the billboards in the city and just like and put just it, made it him and just put like a super airbrushed photo of himself on these billboards celebrating his 50th anniversary yes that's exactly what happened and uh and he'll probably die in jail so well i saw a picture of him um that was like at that around the same time that those billboards were up and it was my friend was at this event and he was sort of taking pictures i'm like who the fuck is that and he's like oh that's nygaard i love photoshop it's great great Completely photoshop's a great it's groundhog day Ooh, Happy what Groundhog does that mean? Day. Um, Can you elaborate? Yeah, so Groundhog Day is one of my favorite holidays. We always know, we always celebrate it at um, at uh, at Shrugging Doctor at my winery. We always have like a Groundhog Day sale. Um, so Groundhog Day, they take a groundhog, and if he sees his shadow, then there's going to be more winter. Who takes a groundhog, and where is he? The groundhog um, pucks to Tony Phil. They just have this fucking groundhog. No, I'm not even kidding. This is know, all a real thing. They have this weird fucking groundhog named Puxatoni Phil that lives in like fucking Connecticut or something. Oh, and no. There's like, what about Manitoba Merv? No, well, I'll, I'll get there. Okay. Manitoba Merv is a puppet. <laughs> yeah, but he has a 98% track record. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Manitoba, yeah, we have a yeah, version. Because six more weeks of winter is still early spring. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a version of Puxatoni Phil. Puxatoni Phil is a real groundhog, and yeah. they've gone through like eighty of them in the last like forty years, because groundhogs, and they just name it the yeah, same they thing. Just, they just expire, and they have like a secret society 
that's like it's a whole thing anyway but we have a version of that called manitoba merv who's who's a puppet and he always calls for more winter does he do that probably <laughs> probably so that's a safe um bet. happy groundhog day buddy yeah, it's 50 fucking below today or tomorrow. Yeah, it's supposed to go down to, yeah, negative. I'm just like not in a high energy mood today. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Lean into it. It's cold. I'm I'm a loveless loser who will never find anyone who even tolerates him if I don't do a podcast with them. Mm. It's the only reason my friends want to hang out with me is because I give them money and... I, I have I have lost almost all hope. Have you ever given any of your friends money? <laughs> <laughs> Probably like just for free? Yeah. Why would you do that? Exactly. No, you have not. <laughs> Willows, if anything What? Tyler. <laughs> Nothing. We're not fucking going there, okay? But I'm sad. I'm in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not even in a bad mood. I just feel like drained. Like there's no I just want this pandemic to be over. I think we just went too hard yesterday, and we got the we got the Rona. Do we? Yeah, yeah. We have Rona virus. I was at IKEA today, and uh, the, I guess they give you like um, these like markers to mark that you sat at the table. I guess so that the yeah. staff knows to clean it. But I didn't know. I didn't understand. Yeah, the the guy cashier had an accent. I didn't really understand him. And I'm like, oh yeah, sure. And then I guess I sat at a table that already had markers. Okay. So I definitely have COVID. Mm, yeah. Definitely, because it lives on surfaces. Even though that was like a thing we believed for a week, and now grocery stores still sanitize surfaces. Even though, like two days after the CDC announced, hey, maybe it lives on surfaces, they're like, oh no, never mind, it's airborne. But two years later, pe- places are still fucking sanitizing, sanitizing surfaces, even though that makes not a single bit of difference for COVID. Yeah, fucking Car- Carly has to sanitize everything at the kickboxing gym. Yeah. And everyone, the the I, farmers markets I do yeah and everyone wears masks and gloves obviously gloves like boxing gloves yeah and unless you're like licking your boxing gloves you're not gonna be transferring there's no point of contact that ever transfers between people but they still gotta sanitize fucking everything I love sneezing on your boxing gloves to get extra poison damage yeah <laughs> absolutely you should do that that's how that works yeah just put AIDS on them excuse. You know, like Magic Johnson? I saw, yeah, so I saw, <laughs> I, I don't know who tweeted it. I think it was a, it was a prominent right-wing American figure. I don't know if it was a elected person or a, or a media person. I forget now. Or I didn't recognize the name when I saw it, but it was, had tens of thousands of retweets. And it was like Magic Johnson at a football game without a mask. And the guy was like, you have a HIV positive person without a mask at a sporting event, but my kid has to wear a mask in school. Fucking liberal logic. <laughs> Spicy. Spicy take right there. I mean, it is certainly a take. <laughs> it is words on Those are words screen. I don't think they've ever been put together before, but those and are should never certainly, again. certainly words. Um... Do they? I guess they don't know how HIV spreads. Um, if you're gay, obviously. Yeah, just like Neil uh, Young. Yeah, don't be gay, and then you won't get AIDS. Yeah. Um, 
So Neil Young and, and Joe Rogan, that's a spicy topic right now. Yeah, so I actually wanted to plug or bring that up because I just saw, I uh, was skimming an article right before we started. Uh, they haven't released an episode this week yet. JRE? Yeah. Mm. Like, they're, the show's quiet. All The only thing he's released he this He did that video, 10-minute video of him, yeah. like, a Paul. He was basically like, a, I'll try to have different people on the show. and No, he didn't even say that. Yeah, he did. No, no. It. He said, he, I'll try to have, like, differing views, like, people with different views. He didn't views. say, I'm going to have different people on the show. He's had the right people. He just has them too far apart. Like, he's had... Uh, just as many people that are pro-vax as those that, you know, come in and so doubt on the vaccine, right? But it's like a bunch of big headers in a row kind of thing. Right. It's it, it's like a couple of negative ones in a row. And like the positive ones were like two months ago. And okay. what he said is like, I need to have um, opposing or, you know, alternative views like back to back or balanced so people can kind of digest them together because he's had... He has all these diverse... I've listened to every single episode that he's had related to COVID. Yeah, he has people calling him an idiot right on the fucking thing. Um, yeah, they're like... They're calling him COVID conspiracy theorist Joe Rogan. It's like... The guy's literally saying the same shit everyone else is saying. Yeah, 95% of the people criticizing Joe Rogan don't... Have never listened to an Exa episode. You can tell. You can tell they haven't listened. Like, some of the shit that they're, uh, you know, accusing him of... And I think he made a good point. He's like, when you, like six months ago, if you said that if you you can get the vaccine, but you can still get COVID, he's like, you would get your social media account taken down for that. And now yeah. fucking every single talking head out there is saying the same thing. That's the generally accepted knowledge. Yeah, which is because science changes, right? Like Exactly. So the point is, why can't you, like, why is it um, fucking wrong to question the science you know like in the way that he does where he brings on literally the guy that holds a patent for mrna technology like that's i think probably one of the most valid ways you could discuss this as an issue well and that guy's anti-lockdown right anti-mandate um I robert think. malone they took him off they took that episode off they like blocked it or whatever really yeah that's fucked which like, is funny because he's like the guy that invented it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's that's fucked that's that's totally wrong like yeah i agree like just regardless of what his views are, like he, he's a he's a fucking scientist. Like, fine, vet vet what vet the substance of what he talks about, but just because he doesn't agree with you, you take him well, down. Like it, it's like not publishing um, articles in journals that you don't agree with. Right. You still need to publish the fucking articles, right? Like it's just it's part of the process, the scientific process, right? Like where people have differing views in different ways, uh, how they want to approach stuff. Man, the left and the right just are both having a fucking war on free speech right now, and it's it's really annoying and really kind of fucking confusing because, I mean, what's happening on the right, they're passing laws and, like... Banning books. And they're banning books that are just, like... The, Do you see one of the reasons they they ban banned that Mouse comic? Mouse, yeah. Which is a... Um, graphic novel about gra the Holocaust. Yeah, graphic novel about the Holocaust, but makes all the mice, or all the people, mice, um, to make it easier for younger readers. Right. And one of the re reasons cited of they banning it was because of nudity. Nice. They're, they're mice. They don't, they don't wear pants. There's a lot of cartoons that should be banned on that principle. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. Squidward? He's just wearing a shirt. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, no shit. Man, that's pretty gross. Yeah, just got his tentacles hanging out. <laughs> yeah, man. Like banning books is fucking dumb. Um, it's a bad idea. And same with banning podcasts or banning I, banning episodes. I agree. Banning accounts. Like so, fucking get Trump back on Twitter, man. That shit was lit. Hundred percent. So I'll I'll take the contrary opinion here. Sure. Wow, look at this. Two episodes in a row where we went back to our roots of actually trying to argue. <laughs> um, giving a platform to people like neo-Nazis and anti-vaxxers just helps perpetuate their bad ideas to ignorant people. Yeah. Like, I you mean... shouldn't... Should we just publish Nazi propaganda because free speech? So, I think this this is where it gets fucking fuzzy because like somebody everyone is, has a different definition of propaganda somebody is going to listen to joe rogan yeah. say he didn't get vaccinated and joe rogan is a man who works out eight times a week and eats fucking raw elk poutine i was gonna say pate and yeah. uh you know is a fucking ufc fighter right like he's tr whatever yeah super healthy guy say what you want about him he's a fucking built like a goddamn refrigerator like mm -hmm. like a vending machine <laughs> like he is a brick house i would not want to take a fucking punch from that guy even though he's literally a foot and a half shorter than i am yeah um say what you want about the guy he's i would assume he's in a very very good shape he goes wow i just took ivermectin i didn't have to get the vaccine and i it was a fucking cold and some fucking fat woman in a trailer in Arkansas that with a QAnon hat is going to be like, well, I'm not going to get the fucking vaccine either. And then dies of COVID. Yeah. That ha probably has happened already. Where people oh, sure. listen to Joe Rogan and then l die, literally die. And their kids die and their fucking husbands die because they are spewing fat, like flawed medicine advice I so where does it become our responsibility to prevent to protect people to prevent that kind of stuff from being out there I don't think that there's anything that you should do on this like censoring speech front like for example um, I'm not saying that this is a good thing but people that think that this is new um so I was listening to a podcast yesterday about the founding or the origins of the FDA and how in you know when we before we had anything like that there was people were just putting copious amounts of formaldehyde into milk because they're like some guy some scientists like put two drops of this 60% uh, or 40% diluted uh, formaldehyde into like put two drops per pint of milk and it'll keep it you know three weeks longer so all the milk producers and this is jail would love this this is um unchecked capitalism at work it's the free market working um so all the milk producers are like oh so if we do lots of formaldehyde <laughs> it'll keep it even it'll longer. keep it even longer so they Perfect. just fucking ridiculous copious amounts of formaldehyde and just started killing thousands of babies it's fine Exactly. It's totally fine. And um, this was already when there was the technology of pasteurizing milk. Yeah. Um, but it was easier just to... They just didn't want to... They didn't want to retool their factory lines. So what they would do is they would... Um, so they would cut the cream off the top of the milk. 
uh, to whatever, make another product out of it. They would water it down like a one to three ratio with water and then it would lose its color. So it was like kind of like milky or sorry, like a pale blue um, and didn't look like milk anymore. So what they did is they would add chalk and plaster of Paris for um, for more body to make it a little hardier. And then for the little bit of cream on top, they would add pure um, uh, pureed cow brains made like a that's kind of like slimy creamy finish and then for the little bit of yellow tinge to bring back the color of milk like it's supposed to be you they would add in it they would add lead oh perfect so they had formaldehyde plaster of paris cow brains and lead and it was like people should, were just fucking and, and and then it was also unpasteurized and should they try to make a cocktail with the, those ingredients yeah they spent like the equivalent of something like five or ten times what it would have cost to retool their factories on lobbying to prevent laws to go in place to make them pasteurize their milk <laughs> it's just like just pasteurize your milk and you're fine and they knew it was killing kids and like wow. people yeah. but they're like we would rather spend a few billion dollars lobbying to not retool our factories and then you know, long story short, FDA eventually came in and started regulating food because it wasn't just milk that was like this. Virtually fucking every food out there, unless you were rich, was like this. Like, like, um, like, just like now. Yeah. Strawberry jam was like less than 2% of the volume was actually strawberries. The rest of it was like fillers. It was like literally floor sweepings, um, food dyes but their food dyes back then was like a little bit of lead and a little bit of arsenic <laughs> it's fine and like sometimes they wouldn't process things properly and then just fucking kill people like we're so i'm surprised we got this far so like the industrial revolution just didn't kill everyone <laughs> so on the media front yeah um this was becoming known and there was some scientists that you know did legitimate research and presented this to um a paper let's say it's the washington post um, they presented to the post and at this point they like newspapers and stuff are like they're not there for journalism they're there to like tell stories about you know conquering other countries or about war or whatever like journalism wasn't really what it is today or understood it's like objective research into events happening and that's you know there, there's like a trust there right a public trust that wasn't really a thing yet but people still you know to a degree believe what they read so when they were going to write an article about this guy's studies um, they went to the publicist who worked for one of the dairy companies and they're like, hey, can you like verify this? And this guy's like, oh, yeah, sure. Went to the dairy company that was like being accused. And can, like, can you like guys, can you guys like write an article about this? So the dairy company just refuted every point of the study. And then that was published. And then the public's like, oh, oh yes, it's not true. But that's free speech, though. I'm allowed to publish my milk. Blog. Exactly. And thanks to this, like the, the cycle of an unpasteurized formaldehyde tinted milk was went for 60 years. Like, so I guess like so this shit's saying? always been like this. But like, what do you do? Do you do you do you punish the media or do you punish the milk producers or do you punish the politicians that willfully, you know, took the lobbying mm -hmm. money? Like who I do see. you, who do you punish in the chain? It's I don't think, whole, I don't think it should be the media. It's a whole system. That's exactly. So blaming mm -hmm. anti-vax hysteria on Joe Rogan, I think is fucking reductive and really stupid. He's, when Joe Rogan's just a guy, right? Like he, he's, he is legitimately, he he's doing a good job of what he's doing with having actually balanced views, and he's a lot more left than he is right. Yeah, and they're calling him a COVID conspiracy theorist when this guy's probably the realest guy on TV. To be fair, people pre-COVID people were calling him a white supremacist. 
Yeah. Because he had um, a couple alt-right kind of guys. Yeah. The guy that founded Vice, that guy. Yeah. Was on there. Uh, Gavin McGinn's. Um, and he had a couple other far-right kind of guys on there. Alex Jones. Alex Jones, a, lo- a few t- more than ones. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but then he also had Bernie Sanders on, right? Like, it's like... Yeah, and he loved Bernie Sanders. And he has, he has a ton of... Um, it's a fucking he interview. He had Kamala Harris on, didn't he? Yeah, I think Pretty so. Pretty sure. Like, yeah, like... It's a goddamn interview show. He should have everybody on, like... Yeah, well, Larry King doesn't get fucking shit on I was for, literally going to say Larry King. For fucking having, you know... Okay, you want to cancel somebody? Cancel Oprah for the doctors that she platforms that are complete horseshit. There's this doctor yeah, Dr. That, Oz, right? He's a fucking do- quack, right? Dr. Oz is an absolute quack. Dr. Phil isn't even a doctor. He, the guy's not a licensed... Um, he's not a licensed psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fucking Oprah platformed this guy... That systemically raped close to a thousand women and sold like completely crack cures and ran a cult. It's fine. And she platformed him and just like praised how amazing he was. Yeah. And like massively contributed to, um, you know, the boom of his business. Like, so okay. Nobody's canceling fucking Oprah for that. So what you're saying is, this is my political philosophy. Recently, last like six months, I have finally. You've met your final form. Yeah, I've I've finally given up on politics, and I'm not a libertarian anymore, and I'm not an anarchist, and I'm not a communist. You know what I am? An alcoholic? No. <laughs> There's two types of people in the world. Dupers and dupies. I'm a duper. That's what it is. That's your political identity? Yeah. And uh, Joe Rogan's a duper. And the people that fucking take horse medicine instead of getting vaccinated, those are dupies. Yeah, the guy didn't even say, I took ivermectin and my COVID got better. He's like, he listed 17 things he did and ivermectin was in the list and that's the only one people Yeah, because he's a rich white guy in the fucking most developed nation in the world being like, yeah, I just gave it every drug I could. Why didn't he just get vaccinated? Uh, He actually has a pretty good story about that. Now he can't. It's too late. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's kind of why he hasn't. And yeah. then also the idea, once you've had COVID, getting vaccinated, like you dramatically increase your risk of adverse effects if you've had COVID and then you get vaccinated. Is that true? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. I don't, yeah. So far as the da- I, data I've seen, yes, it is worse. Like One of my favorite things right at the beginning of COVID, when he had Bill Burr on, and he starts talking about like, yeah, but do we really need the vaccine? And then <laughs> Bill Burr's just like, shut the fuck up, you fucking meathead with your fucking American flag talking about shit that you don't know. Bill Burr always checks him. Yeah. Because they're like really good friends in real yeah. life. And he's always so real to him. And he's like, not a, he's the first one to call Joe out of his bullshit. He's not a fucking That's so good. yes man. And he's like, you don't fucking know anything. Leave this to the goddamn doctor. It's <laughs> like... That's funny. Uh, yeah. And no. <laughs> there's there's another one where uh, they were doing like a on stage comedy thing. And uh, he's like, oh, you like that elk I gave, gave you, Bill? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, do you think it ma- made you more uh, aggressive? And he's like, no, Joe, you fucking psycho. <laughs> like, it did not make me more aggressive. He's like, you eat a fucking steak. And, like, he's like, now I know why you did MMA for so long. It's because you have so fucking so much 
bullshit rage that like it's, it's like you needed to fucking pummel people's skulls for 30 years before you could fucking like calm down and smoke some weed and shut the fuck up and he's wearing like a like a peaky blinder hat and he's like with your fucking little rascals hat and he's, he's just roasting the fuck out of him it's so funny and i'm uh, sure joe is probably laughing oh, he's his dying ass yeah he's laughing his ass off but um Cheers. Yeah, we're going to switch her here into the segment that we call Shot Caller, the part of the show where Tyler and I take a shot that you, the audience, can pick. Um, today we're doing, you know what, you love it. It's the mainstay on this podcast, uh, the Old Smoky Tennessee Whiskey Mango Habanero version. This is, if you listen to this podcast, you know about this shit. It's fucking delicious. Cheers. So I think we should make Joe Rogan the uh, the moderator. Someone said for the should... next presidential election, that, there was a petition that got like a hundred thousand signatures to for him to moderate Trump and Biden. Name one person that's better better qualified suited. for the job. That girl that did it was really good, though. Yeah, I guess there's multiple too. Because the who did a really fucking bad job? It was uh... oh yeah, there was one that kept letting Trump talk and then didn't let Biden talk at all or whatever. Oh no, no, that was just the one where just. It wasn't that he did anything wrong specifically. It was just that Trump just decided yeah. to steamroll but a whole Remember that, that one girl that was like, Mr. Trump sit down and like turned off his mic and everything? Well, that was, was like, because the, they learned from the first yeah, time. Yeah, but she, whoever that was... They gave her a cutoff button. She was good. Yeah. I really liked her. Yeah, she fucking learned that um, lesson. And she had some good questions and good leading questions, but... Mm -hmm. um, is that election coming up soon? I guess, like, they 24. start campaigning a fucking year before... Well, midterms are coming up in November. Yeah, so... November 11th. Does Biden right? campaign? No, not November 11th. Does 13th. Biden campaign for those? No. No. No, this is, uh... This the, is the half the Senate or whatever? Yeah, it's people... I mean, because some of uh, the Senate terms are, like, six years. Yeah. So, sometimes people are up halfway between. So, uh, it's very likely going to flip at least Congress. To Republican? Or, sorry... Maybe it's both. Uh, potentially yeah. both to Republican. Don't the Dem no the Democrats have the they have both House. They have, they have all of it. They have all of it and the presidency. Yeah. Why can't they do anything? <laughs> Great question. It's because you, if you want to pass anything in the Senate, you need a 60, 60 40 majority. And there's fifty fifty. Yeah. And there's a bunch of independents, right? And you, Joe Manchin's a the, Democrat, but he's voting. <laughs> no, there, there's no independents. It's just fifty fifty. I thought they were independents. I'd still, yeah, but, I, they're, they're, but they're each... Any of those independents are strictly within a party. Okay. Like, they don't... Nobody crosses the party line, period. I not hate... A, not a single fucking senator crosses the party line. Like, it's impossible to pass anything. Yeah. Like, there is something like... I know Tulsi votes for Republican bills all the time. Yeah, but not on anything that matters. Yeah, but nothing matters. Or everything matters, depending on how you look at it. The only thing that is bipartisan is fucking defense bills. Like, <laughs> God bless America. Yeah, defense bills and budget. Like, what about budget, the bipartisan infrastructure bill that's going to fix all these bridges? That, that was a budget reconciliation, only required fifty percent. Yeah, because Biden removed the weight limits off bridges, and then immediately a bridge collapsed. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I love. Yeah, that's infrastructure improvement. America is the worst. I think it's amazing. Me too. Um, but. <sighs> Anyways, where was, he, where, where, where was we going you, with that? Well, can you blame Joe Rogan? Because, okay, so let's say 
I publish in a newspaper feeling shitty about your life. You know why? Because of black people. Join my neo-Nazi club. And I'm allowed to say that because of free speech. Okay, as long as you post an address so that your enemies can find you... (laughs) Fine. No, but here my my point my, my <laughs> point season, my point being Nazism at its core is is violence, right? They're calling for the extermination of of Jews and and minorities, right? Yeah. Um. So even a a non-violent Nazi is a violent Nazi. Sure. Right. Yeah. Ideology. By wise. yeah, by nature, it's violent. And. So am I allowed to publish Nazi propaganda or should the government step in and say, no, this is bad. This is inherently violent. There's, I think there's a big difference between publishing Nazi propaganda and like grilling a Nazi because I think you can do a lot of damage by just letting people talk. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But there's always people that will listen to like... There's videos of Alex Jones that get posted that are like, look at this fucking idiot. Right. And it's just an unedited rant. And there's people that find those and go, holy shit, he's speaking facts. Right. This homie's spitting. Yeah, but honestly, I don't think... I don't think you can have any impact on that by by censoring it. Like, censoring Alex Jones off of um, platforms hasn't done shit. Well, you know what's funny is... It initially uh, really suppressed his following, but he came back. You know what's funny is the same liberals that are denouncing the book bannings also want Joe Rogan banned. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's fucked. It's interesting. And it's here's, like here's... The cognitive dissonance is phenomenal. I was going to mention this earlier because this is how we got on this, actually. It was uh, Neil Young recently said, if you don't remove Joe Rogan, I'm taking my music down. Yeah. And within a minute, <laughs> no, within like a day, Spotify was like, yep. Take your music down, buddy. Um, and everyone, I, I like all the, my liberal friends are on, uh, what's his name? Neil Young. Mm-hmm. Neil Young's side, obviously. And Because uh, none of them have listened to Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, that and also, I don't know if you saw that post I put, like that quote from him I posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, uh, someone asked him about AIDS, like, because this was in the 80s during the AIDS crisis or whatever. And he said, yeah, people are getting AIDS because you walk into a grocery store and there's a fucking faggot, his words, not mine, a fucking faggot handling your potatoes. And that's how yeah. like AIDS is spreading. It's like homophobic, disinformation. Like, you're this you're man. You're platforming this guy. This man who is railing against Joe Rogan for quote unquote, you know, medicine misinformation is like, yeah, I don't want those fucking faggots handling my potatoes because I'm going to get AIDS. And also saying don't go to the faggots based on how they, like, judging. Yeah, the... like, how how do you know someone's gay by looking at them? Fuck you. Like, Well, that's the next level. Yeah. It's like, that guy looks gay. I don't so, even know if he is. He just looks gay. He looks gay. And so he might give me AIDS. He might give me AIDS. Which based is, on his appearance. Which not only is medicine disinformation right there, but also just fucking scummy thing to say. And very hard to and, back and up. And with, science. he also, in an, this is in an interview, he said the word faggot. Like, imagine what this man says when he's not being interviewed. Yeah. 
right? Your age is showing, bud. People people like to say, well, oh, it, to it was f- a slip of the tongue. It's like, yeah, he, his mask fell off. To be fair, this was the 80s. And apparently it doesn't he, matter. Well, and apparently he has apologized for that kind of stuff now. But it's like, yeah, because he apologized because he got caught. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because, yeah. Like, so um, so I, I tweeted that that article and that quote from him. And I said, excuse me if I'm not on this guy's side in this whole Joe Rogan thing. Yeah. So fuck that guy and fuck Joe Rogan. Fuck everybody, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I... <laughs> fuck you now that I think about it. <laughs> you in particular. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it's interesting. Cause I, I'm a, I think I'm a big proponent of give everyone any platform they can. And then like, I agree with you, like showing, letting a Nazi just talk. Letting like an overweight beard, fucking neck beard, white guy, being like, "We gotta eliminate the fucking inferior races," <laughs> like with his fucking beer gut, like. I, th- I think just encouraging those guys and letting them trip over their own logic, uh, and... over their own logic is amazing. Like yeah. I, I love watching interviews of like flat earthers or people that believe like the moon isn't real. Just seeing them fall apart. In front of a camera. Yeah, when they usually can't their, circu- their circular logic, when it's not being echoed back to them by yes men, yeah. all of a sudden falls apart. Yeah, they them. usually can't get two, two questions deep before right. they're like, uh... Um, and then a lot of them at that point get angry. Right. Um, which then just makes it that much worse. Which is why I like Joe Rogan's um, uh, format. Yeah. Because it's not argumentative. They're yeah. just smoking some weed, drinking some drinks, and having a conversation. And even people that disagree with him usually aren't mad. They're not yelling. But if those same people, if Joe Rogan and fucking name a person were on um, uh, a Fox panel, Fox and Friends, they'd be screaming, they'd be over screaming each at each other yeah. because that's the format. But Joe Rogan's format is much laid back, and, and which I... Which I respect. I really like. The world needs more of, not less of, four-hour long-form conversations where people go in depth yeah. into su- subjects versus four-minute minute, sound bites. And that's what he was saying about Bernie when he went yeah. on was that like it's so hard, you know, it's just the sound bites that people focus on, but you can actually dive and you can add fo- you can ask follow-up questions and you can dive deep into what someone believes. And especially for politicians, I think they should be forced to go on shit like this because they can't have four hours of speeches memorized yeah like they need to show a little bit of their fucking personality right yeah i think people just lack um the ability to understand that some public figures and some experts you listen to um they're not nobody is nobody's right 100 percent of the time yeah just as nobody is wrong 100 percent of the time i think those are both very very important things to remember mostly the one Mostly the nobody is wrong 100% of the time, which means no matter how much you hate someone or hate someone's ideas, they probably have something to teach you. Yeah. And, like, I follow, for example, I follow, um, I listen to Democracy Now! on a pretty regular basis, probably, like, three times a week. I listen to their morning show. And they've been a long-running, like, show based in New York. It's, like, a syndicated radio show now podcast. Been running, like, 30 years or some shit. Very left. Like, hard left. And um, the host, but she has a, she doesn't even like pretend to have an unbiased narrative. 
she's like I'm the voice of the left and I'm gonna fucking crush you with leading questions but they also have a very good like counter perspective to like what a you know to what mainstream media is putting out so for example you know some bombing happens in israel they'll have someone like on the ground in palestine that's like in an apartment building that's like watching bombs fall like because they're counter narrative right so that's fantastic journalism it's good to have that those views and like same with the um with the climate summit they were talking to people like outside the summit that were protesting and they're like so they're talking to those protesters at ground level but then at the same time when she's reading headlines this morning she's like covid conspiracy theorist joe rogan is you know up against this and that and it's like how the fuck are you even saying that covid conspiracy theorist it's like i haven't heard a single conspiracy theory out of the guy that's not completely valid (laughs) like what the lab theory yeah the lab leak theory like what is that the conspiracy it's funny i saw i shared it in the group chat i had an article i saw that was uh apparently ivermectin is making um proving efficient in treating covid yeah in a in a test that just got released or a trial or whatever and i shared it kind of laughing but then i was like is there a single uh right-wing conspiracy theory that hasn't proven true Yes, lots of them. Okay, no, but like, bear with me here. Do you remember when, at the beginning of the pandemic, they said, we're not... Well, okay, number one, they started with two weeks to flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. No one's trying to lock you down. No one's trying to take away your fucking responsibility, your rights. We're just closing for two weeks, right? Yeah. First one, obviously, everyone with a fucking brain. We talked about this before. The reason they said that is because they didn't want to panic people. Yeah. But no one the thought this was... The panic buying was already bad. No one... Yeah, the panic buying was already... People were getting fucking trampled for toilet paper, right? Um, there's... No one thought it was going to be two weeks, but whatever. But start there. And then go forward where I remember when the vaccine, pre-vaccine, they said, all we need is a vaccine and then we're good. We're out of this. Right. right? And I right-wing talking heads were saying, when is it going to end? Like, they're not just going to fucking give up these powers, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, now we're When they say they, they also mean the conservatives. Sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I agree with you. They mean their own leaders. But then- 90% 90% of people are vaccinated now, 91 and a half in this province, and we're still as lo- more locked down than we were a year and a half ago. Yeah. Thanks, um, Omicron. Yeah, but that was one of the things they were saying is that it's not going to end with that, right. right? And then when they were like, okay, well, when the vaccine passport and everything came in, they, they a lot of these conspiracy theorists were saying like, it's not going to end with that. They're just going to keep pushing the goal line. They're going to say, now you need three shots, now you need four shots, like... And that's happening now. Right. Um, and then they were they were like, oh, yeah, they're just trying to discredit ivermectin, blah, 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 blah. And now it works. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like I keep hearing shit that's like sounds like a conspiracy. And then it's like, oh. And then when you think like I respect the person that comes to mind is Ice Cube is anti-vax. And mm-hmm. I'm a big Ice Cube fan from, you know, NWA. And then like even his acting career, I really like like I'm a big Ice Cube fan. And I listen, so I'm like, oh, not Ice Cube, <laughs> like, you know. But then I listened to the interview where he talked about it, and he said, he's like, he's he was saying like, I had family that was injected with fucking syphilis, right, by the U.S. government to just test. I don't even know what they were doing, and they fucking uh, today, 
under Biden, Biden's America, they're fucking doing forced um, hysterectomies, hysterectomies where they're taking out your uterus. Mm -hmm. They're doing forced hysterectomies to Mexican migrants when they come here on the southern border. Which is the same shit that they're accusing China of. Like thousands a year. Um, and they, they, yeah, they like the black people, they were getting hooked on crack, but they were like more than that. They remember they had like a fertility clinic. And if you came in, they would inject you with syphilis. Like this is all real shit. Right. Or, and then, or if you're like, if you're, um, homeless and looking for a place to stay, they'd like put you on acid. Yeah. Like, see and, what happens. you know, and this is all real. So then, you know, it's hard for me to look at, you know, a black American saying i don't trust these fucking government guys like that's hard for me to not just say well you're a fucking idiot like it's it's there is merit to that argument i think of course there's merit to the argument like i would counter i would counter the narrative on like the the right-wing conspiracy theories being right because if you're the type of person that's uh that can profit or benefit off of spreading and talking about such things um, I guess maybe like us potentially, if we talked like that. But you could predict a re a reasonably well informed person could have predicted all of those things. Like, you know, it's not just going to be one shot. There's going to be multiple. Well, of course, that's the, how fucking the odds work. the odds are dramatically in favor of multiple shots being being necessary. Dramatically in favor. Most vaccines are like that. Um, the whole idea of like lockdowns continuing, like, like we talked about, I mean, my first assumption when lockdowns happened was I said 18 months Yeah. and then most pandemics last for eight years. So, or, you know, pandemics of this scale historically last for like eight years in cycles. We have better medicine though. Right. Obviously. So, but that's the thing that when they're like, okay, once we get the vaccines, we're over this. What they're saying is we're not going to have an eight-year cycle. We're going to have three or we're uh, going to have four. four. Three or four. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So it's like take that into perspective. Most people are like, oh, once we the vaccine gets approved, bang, instantly everything's okay. It's like, but someone who's reasonable and- Would well, be like, of course that's not true. Exactly. And come up with a counter narrative. And then that's now a quote unquote conspiracy theory that comes true. Like well, and I, uh, I, most of these things are reasonable assumptions that get- called conspiracy theories just because they're not matching the, the talking points of today. Like, and I think just not matching talking points makes you a conspiracy theorist. Like, that's, that's fucked. And that's, that's a, uh, that's a big problem too, definitely, is that the media's narrative, um, it's so weird because I, I hate being like the fucking liberal, the liberal media is fucking biased and like, but I guess it, has it ever been has like American media, North American, the West, Western media ever been bi unbiased? No. Right? Like it's been. It a, used to be more biased. Like it, it used to be. Used to just be able to public. I'm, I'm it reading. It used to be a given that based on which paper you were buying, you were going to get a specific opinion and you took it with a grain of salt. It was like. I'm. Newspapers were not seen as truth. They were seen as like entertainment tabloids. I'm, Everything was a tabloid. I'm reading uh, P.T. Barnum's autobiography right now. Mm -hmm. Fucking fascinating guy. If you don't know about this guy, P.T. Barnum, fucking look this guy up. Fucking hilarious. And. Uh, he used to just publish completely just lies 
yeah. in newspapers constantly. And he's like, and he admits in the autobiography, he's like, oh, well, whatever. Like, cause he had this museum, this, um, this, he called it the American PT Barnum's American museum in New York. And, uh, he had a bunch of shit, you know, animals and fucking, and this was in the 1800s. Right. So he had yeah. like, he had like gorillas and tigers and shit. So that was like super cool. And like flea circus and like, uh, artifacts and whatever. Right. Big museum. And, um, he had a alleged mermaid uh, that was actually turned out to just be a monkey sewed on to a fish. Wow. Skeleton. Yeah. But it, or uh, I was like not a skeleton, but like shriveled up dead. Yeah. Kind of thing. And he, there was this mermaid that was supposedly caught in a Japanese fishing net, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And it was probably, uh, he said like, like a foot and a half long because it was like shriveled up. But he was advertising it was like eight feet long. And like he made this big banner that was like, and he was just lying. And he's like, yeah. oh, wait. but then how he justified it was I would lie to get people in the door. And then when they were disappointed, but there was so much other cool shit. Right. It was worth their 25 cent ticket to get in. So it was OG clickbait. Literally. Yeah. And it was like he did more good for the people, whatever. Right. And it's it's interesting. Like he was publishing lies and it was fine. And now they're still just publishing lies 200 years later, but no one thinks about it. <laughs> like everyone thinks it's true. I think everyone can agree that free speech is better than not. I have people that, that because I don't think like I as soon as you I... talk about censoring certain types of speech, um, it's a, that slippery slope argument where it's like, where do you stop? And where like, do you draw? And the whose line? definition of truth do you use? That's the biggest thing is that I think we're, 90, we're getting into Orwellian shit. At that ninety-five percent of people, I think, can agree. Here's where the line should be. Right. Right. Nazis shouldn't have free speech, but maybe far-right people should. Right. I think Nazis should be able to have free no, speech. No, I but... I agree with you too, but I'm just saying, like, as a consensus, as without government involvement, I think most of us can figure out where the line should be drawn. Yeah. But the thing is. Is that worse? And we're seeing it with, you know, Tennessee banning books. Is that if a government you don't like gets in power, if that system is in place to ban certain people because they're too far, all they have to do is say, move the well, line. Well, now that's too far. Yeah. And they move yeah. the line, which is exactly what's happening with the banning books, right? Which is why it's so stupid that the left is playing this game of fucking cancel culture because the right's being like, oh, cancel culture? Bitch, like, hold my beer. Let's see what we can do. Cancel culture? I'm going to cancel your entire county by removing your voting rights well it's the same bullshit with like this trucker convoy still going on we talked about it last week and um it's like they're defacing statues and shit when they were pissed off at the left for taking down confederate statues right but and yeah and they're um blocking vital trade routes when when the uh water warriors like defending you know, on the indigenous people fighting for their water were blocking like a train track. They were like, run them over because they're stopping essential goods and you can't do that. Your protest isn't going to work if you do that. And those same people are doing that right now. Like, is this fucking, they want to ban, they want it, they like it when it's used against their enemies, but not against them, right? Yeah, and that's what happens when you give the politician power to use it against your enemies. You're giving the next person in four years power to use it against you. Yeah, and, and it's in Florida, the book thing, mostly. And they're crying 
in the name of freedom, no restrictions, no mandates, no vaccine mandates, and then no, meanwhile, no masking, canceling and, bugs, and they're canceling books in the name of freedom. Like, it's it's double speak. Yeah, it's literally double speak. Yeah, it's if you haven't read 1984, fucking read it. It's gonna hurt because it's becoming more relevant every day. If you haven't read Donald Trump's Art of the Deal, read it now. Also read Donald Trump's Art of the Deal. Yeah. Yeah, and Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, <laughs> just keep recommending books. Yeah, and the uh, alcohol beyond this point visual biography. <sighs> Who would? What would? What would be? What? What? What is that? It's just pictures of us drinking. Oh, and we release it as an NFT and then make yes, millions of dollars. <laughs> perfect. Okay, so did you see that? Take another shot here, quick. Okay. We're going to take a second shot because if we take a shot that's under 40%, we take two. That's the rule. That's math. Okay, so this Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT fucking bullshit catalog with a mark, I'm aware market, of it, yep. market cap of $4 billion. Yep, yeah, I'm aware of it. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel owns one. Um, fucking Logan Paul owns like four. Fucking high key boys from Winnipeg here own a bunch. Jordan Belfort, I think, has one. Yeah, so good for them. Um, I was just reading up on this recently. Be- I mean, of course, everything everything is ruined by Nazis. True. Um, and apparently the Yacht Club is not an exception. Uh, so it was started by um, a group by the name of... Uh, I'm just pulling it up here. God, I don't even want to read this entire thing. It's so fucking dense. It's going to bore you to tears. No one reads articles. Just read the headline. Uh, well, the headline is Bored Ape Yacht Club is racist and started by neo-Nazis. That's all we need to know. Okay, Yuga Labs. The Kali Yuga is a popular element of the alt-right traditionalist I- ideology, and Yuga Labs has gone to the effort to embed the traditionalist philosopher's name, Rene Guinan, who is credit, credited for bringing Kali Yuga into Western thought and an alt-right icon inside one of their puzzles. Also embedded is the word macaque, also known as a racial slur. So it's like, it just goes deep into this. It's like, I'm not going to read it all. It's fu- like fucking 10 points deep of like all the references to, you know, the initial artwork and all the ideology and what the what it's actually all about. It's just like a bunch of... Like dog whistle Nazi shit. Do you see someone? And made it's it? worth four billion, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is amazing!" I I think it's fucking hilarious. Like, this is bar none the best grift they've done so far. I mean, GG. They, like the royal they, the Nazis. <laughs> Anyone? Well, we we've said Nazis. it. Nazis. We've said it before. The NFT technology is the future. NFT art is dumb. Sure. Yeah. And they, they, I'm I'm just gonna say objectively brilliant. Like, good job, guys. It's uh, I've Gary Vaynerchuk compares it to uh, the early advent of the internet. Right. Um, nobody used the internet for serious shit in the like late eighties, early nineties. It was all just dumb. It was like porn and forums and chat rooms. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Yeah, and and the drugs. and and ninety nine percent of search engines are gone today. Right. Right. And that's exactly what's happening with NFTs is that NFT is the next internet. 
that technology, maybe not like metaverse is that okay, whatever. But NFT is a technology that's here to stay. That is going to revolutionize so many different industries. Um, and using it for art is like the early internet where no one knew what how to use the internet. It was like the first idea of <laughs> yeah. how to use a tech. Yeah, but like. it's um, I, yeah, I heard another good one. So, uh, pizza shop in America has NFT coupons where you buy the NFT. And if you can show that you own this NFT on the blockchain contract, you get 10% off all your pizzas. Hmm. Now, for any reason, you can sell that NFT coupon to another person and then they get 10% off all their pizzas. But baked into the Ethereum contract, every time it changes hands, uh, the pizza shop gets money, gets paid for that. Right. Awesome. Good idea. Yeah couldn't happen without smart contracts and, and nft technology it was actually like for example the vaccine passports why can't those be nfts it should be your id is going to be an nft yeah we've all be. talked about this like uh fucking louis vuitton they're going to have nfts associated with their bags to make sure you're not buying a fake yeah you can check the blockchain to make sure it's real cars vins why would your vin just throw it on the blockchain that'll make insurance way easier right and theft impossible. That'll put insurance fraud to zero. And also, like, with cell phones already kind of have that sort of system. They have a serial number. They have, like, an IMEI number. Um, so if your phone is stolen, that IMEI can be blacklisted. IME. From... IME. IME? IME, right? I thought it was IMEI. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Literally doesn't. Um, yeah, it's a serial number. So if a phone is stolen, it can be blacklisted from every provider forever. Yeah. Yeah, and that that can be a NFT. Yeah. Well, because like uh, they just need to figure out a way, a more efficient like gassing NFTs with the on the Ethereum network is inefficient. It's too expensive. Yeah. So they'll figure out a way to do it. Someone will. Yeah. But yeah, no NFT technology is not going away, and the people that are laughing, I saw some. Uh, I follow like a Bitcoin, like a semi-famous Bitcoin trader. And he posted a video of uh, on like the Tonight Show with like David Letterman or whatever. They were laughing about the internet. <laughs> nice. They, yeah, they, it was a bit. They're like, you hear about this fucking thing? People can connect their computers. It's like, oh yeah, well someone would have to have a computer first. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Use it to fucking like? Why don't you just go call them? Yeah. Why don't you just go talk to them? You fucking idiots! This is never gonna catch on. Yeah. The internet they're talking about. That's why comedy should not be censored. Because even if that's counter science and counter narrative, I think that's a fantastic piece of history. Yeah. It tells it's super it tells cool. you super it tells cool. you what people are thinking. My other favorite piece of history was uh an episode of the Man Show with uh Jimmy Kimmel. Um it was a really misogynistic Whatever the man show is on like MTV, um, there's an episode where they're like you don't on, say misogynistic. Yeah. Really. There's a there's an op episode on the, where they're on the streets. They they like have a bit where they go on the street and like ask stick a camera in their face and ask them a weird question kind of thing. Yeah, and that was like a running bit, and one of them was like, "Would you take a pill that boosted your IQ by fifty points immediately, but it gave you a big ass?" 
<laughs> and all these girls were like, oh, God, no. Right. Because it was the 90s. And nobody wanted a thick and ass. And having a flat ass was was what you wanted. You wanted to be skinny. You wanted to be... All the models had fucking... You no want to be emaciated. Fascinating. Yeah. Right? Where it's like... If you, you did that poll today, everyone's like, yes and yes, that's a, obviously. I'll take the pill just for the ass, right? Like, yeah, yeah. fascinating how fast... And people forget that, how fast the standards change. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 interesting. And it, it, yeah, because look at like, um, you look at the Kardashians even five years ago versus now and yeah. how much surgery they've done to make themselves curvier. Yeah. Because that's what's, you know. Yeah, they're setting the standard, literally. Yeah. And it's interesting. I, I kind of had a moment today. I was thinking about the book thing. I was thinking about the Joe Rogan thing. And I literally had a moment where I got really uncomfortable. Like, just deeply, deeply uncomfortable thinking about how some people, when I say some people, I mean tens of millions of people in the USA, the best, I quote, armed country on the planet with like 11 guns per person or something 11 yeah like literally most of the guns in the capacity to make more of them and willingness to they have such a deeply edited version of their own history oh yeah yeah. i take it for granted we yeah that people understand the certain things about history that like are you know cautionary tales about you know politics about um racial politics and policy about um, what it means to be hateful against a specific group of people, what it means to have a security policy against a minority that then gets turned on you, uh, what it means to invent weapons of war that get turned on their own civilians, about you know the slippery slope of um, intelligence and all of these things I take for granted that are under, like that they're understood. They're just not. Like, people genuinely believe America is the best country on earth. They do shit better than everyone else. They are superior, and some people, to the extent that they believe that they're superior race. Like, there's soft racism. Baked into their history. It's it's baked into the diaspora of everything. Like I hate... it's The soft racism pisses me off more than anything. Dude, America first, Canada first, that kind of shit is just racism, right? Like it's Yeah, it's just nationalism. Like it's 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 like white supremacy, it's nationalism. Like so here's a pretty disturbing story. Um so this is from uh someone close to me. They're they're like, "Okay, so my uh sibling just said this like really racist thing yesterday, and the worst thing was I don't think they realized or thought it was racist at all. They're trying to figure out like their Tim Hortons app." And it was, like, kind of complicated trying to get or trying to figure out how to, like, redeem points. Um, it's not very obvious, whatever. A little bit annoying to go through. So, like, I hope I get someone white at the drive through window. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's, like, hard to understand the accent. Yeah. Of, like, you know, you get, like, a Pakistani or you get some other person at the window that just has a thick accent plus the drive through thing it's hard to fucking understand yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh I hope hope I get someone white yeah it's like just the basis of understanding that leads to that statement that like the layered 
You know what's funny? The is layered assumptions. The most Canadian thing ever is struggling with your Tim Hortons app and then you're racist about it. But in like, a really is, nice is, way. Is, yeah. Well, I used not to Not being like, oh, I don't want to see a brown person. It's like, no, I hope I see a white person so there's not an awkward encounter. Which which is... Sad. Yeah, I, I know... I, it's like one of the most disturbing things I've thought about. I used to know someone who would... Uh, call when they were calling customer service mm-hmm. if they got someone with a heavy accent they would say i'm sorry but i can't talk to you and just hang up and then call back until they got someone with not an accent yeah and it's 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 hard like yeah it's hard it, it's it's i used to i've never done that in my life i used to hire salespeople. yeah and i would automatically disqualify people if they had an accent. Yeah. Because, not because I gave a fuck. Yeah. The customer does. The customer does. Yeah, which is in, sad. In such a significant you... way that someone that had an accent had virtually no chance of success. No, I agree with you. I think there's a reason why. We uh, tried. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a reason why car sales, and you've been in car sales before, they hire a lot of minorities, but never minorities with an accent. Like, No, no, that, well, that's getting... So in our city specifically, if we're a very you, diverse. If, city if you are a minority, yeah, they uh, like a car dealership, for example, will seek you out because they want you to sell to their the other people of your minority. Yes, yeah, like getting a job as a car salesman as a white dude, yeah, is harder. Is harder than if you were, um, you know, you if you I I shouldn't say necessarily if you had an accent. I, accent implies you're multilingual. Yeah, the reason you have an accent is because you speak more languages than fucking I do. Right. So the multilingual nature, like, I you know s- how bad my French is, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, you'll see car dealerships advertise <laughs> like, oh, we hired this new salesperson. They're fluent in Mandarin. Yeah. yeah. So then come here if you. So, yeah. but then that's exactly the same thing. Is that those people are like, I hope I don't get a white person. I hope they have a Mandarin salesman. Exactly. Which is interesting. Like, is when, so me trying to operate in Cleveland. Yeah. I can't get shit done. I got a white guy accent. like 80% black. Well, not just that they're 80% black. I'm just a fucking Canadian. I don't sound, sure. I don't sure. sound anything like, like a local. Like me okay. picking up the phone and calling you for rent is like an Indian guy calling you about your social security number. So You just hang up. I'll ask you a question. Is it problematic for people want, having the preference of someone with the same culture? Like, not culture, but well, well let's go there. That's later, but... Me saying I would prefer to deal with somebody who I can, I have a better communication with. Is that problematic? Um, I guess not on if its, its face. If it's only that, then no. Not on its face. Okay. Um, my roommate Sophie works at a uh, um, furnace supply place. She'll get people that say, can you pass the phone to a man? Yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's obviously just. Because they because right? they think she's not qualified. It has nothing to do with communication. Like they've disqualified her before they've spoken to because her. Because she's a woman. Yeah. Yes. Some like some people genuinely cannot understand accents. So yeah. I understand that part, yeah. but I don't think I will. You know, caveat on that. I don't think a majority of people that have this attitude do it strictly for the pragmatic. You think some of most of them are probably racist. It's it's a soft racist. And then they go, I'm not racist. I'm just trying to fucking... 
Right. Talk to make this easier, but meanwhile. But they're making generalizations or assumptions about the person's abilities or capabilities. Yeah. Like, I like I. Winnipeg's I, great for that because um, I, I explain this to my whatever Cleveland people very often. Like, if I, you know, get someone in front of me that's, um, you know, like a customer service person or server or whatever that's black, like, I don't know if this guy is going to open his mouth and have a thick Nigerian accent, if he's going to be French. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe this, you might even be German. He might have an English accent or on a rare chance, he's going to sound anything like a black person from Cleveland would sound. Yeah. We like do, one, yeah. Out, like one out of probably 50 chance. He sounds like your kind of black, what you think. Yeah. What you yeah. think a black person sounds like. Yeah. And please don't say your type of black. <laughs> no, 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 this, this is the way that I literally had to speak about it because um, this was like an open and on, honest conversation. This episode is now called Tyler is Racist. <laughs> Tyler is Racist. No. Tyler is Racist confirmed. Yeah, no, like these people that um, in my staff, they, they've literally never left the city. Yeah. And I'm from a different country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like getting on the same page took a lot of fucking groundwork. Yeah, yeah. Like there was, and it was just like us exploring each other's cultures. We worked together fine. Like work was fantastic. But yeah. like, you know, after work, we're like, so like, what's your city about? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. of course. And... I guess like they like they have an idea of what like black people are like this, black people are like that. Like they that's how my staff talked. Yeah. And I'm like I would just sometimes interrupt them and be like, "You know what? Like it's obviously not my fucking place to say, but when you make that generalization or statement, I'm like, I just want you to know like this is your reality is completely different from mine." Yeah. And I'm like most quote-unquote black people I know are Ni- like first generation straight from Nigeria yeah, we have a lot of Nigerians in Manitoba like has two PhDs but drives a cab yeah like that yeah. is not your experience which is another problem all in itself right yeah it's like no your experience is we've been drinking water from lead pipes for 175 years yeah. suppressed by the white elite yeah this Nigerian guy is not living that experience no like it's a dramatically which different which is why story. I recommend if anyone has the fiscal ability to travel they should Yes. But a lot of people don't, and they can't leave their city. But I guess, okay, My, what was your first response when your friend told you this story about the Tim's app thing? I was a little surprised, and I was like, I get it, but also, like, in the context of what else I know about this person, they're, like, also got a lot of light misogyny. Okay, and so... And, like, a lot of kind I of... I don't know this person from a fucking hole in the ground, yeah. so... Um, I could see how one would say, I want, what they're trying to say is I want somebody here that can help me with my problem. Or I'd rather not be in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It That's a hard one because yeah, that's why it made me so deeply uncomfortable because yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, that's problematic. I'm like, but is it though? But is it though? <laughs> yeah. So th- like, I like, I really like where this conversation has gone. Yeah, me too. Because it's interesting. the context of free speech and Joe Rogan and what he can say and what he can criticize and who he can platform, like the shit gets so nuanced. Yeah. It's hard. Like, you can't, which is exactly your point. You can't just say COVID conspiracy theorist Joe Rogan because it's so fucking nuanced and small it's like, absurd it's an absurd idea that he's a covid conspiracy conspiracy theorist because majority of what he's talked about is based soundly in fact and science when covid you, ends he goes back to talking about fucking mma right like 
Well, he's still talking about MMA. Like, I know. my what? favorite shows of his are just where he's, like, talking shit and getting f- high out of his mind <laughs> yeah. with his buddies. That with are his uh, like, Mexican uh, tobacco. <laughs> yeah, with his wacky tobacco in Texas. Uh, one of some, yeah, like, dude, like, you ever fucking listen to this guy talk? Most of the time, he's like, I'm a fucking idiot. I have smart people on the show because I'm an idiot. Like I said, like, if, you, if you actually listen to the show, you would never say these things. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, so you just listen to sound bites. Like, I think it's really, really dangerous to, um, like, if you believe in freedom, period. Like, when I say freedom, when I say... I don't. I think we should be all... I think fascism is the best government, but I have to be the dictator. I was going to say, but you got to be God King. Yes. So, unless you're Willows... Hello, vote mm. Willows. Most people believe in personal freedom. And no. Per- and, and, like, personal autonomy. Not liberals. But then they attach morality to it. But sure. then they attach their own set of rules to it. Then they start putting on conditions. Like, yeah. by as the second you add an and, if, or but... Either everything's okay or none of it's okay. Like, but at the same time, there needs to be checks and balances put in place by society. But those are, they have to be put there by consensus. But like, but now consensus is the issue because how do we choose a fucking democracy? Like, yeah. Which is the whole point of politics in the first place is because it's supposed to be representative of your constituents. Right. You're supposed to be ta- speaking for the people that live in your district. Yeah, but change the shape of your district and now all of a sudden make yeah. your constituency majority relevant yeah. to what you want it to be. Well, and then we just have too many fucking people. I say this all the time when we talk about political structure. We have too many fucking people for democracy to work anymore. Yeah. I like Jordan Peterson's take, which is seems phenomenally disconnected from reality, but maybe it's just because I'm ignorant. Uh, he's like... Everyone says there's too much people in the world. He's like, that's absolutely not true. There's there's not too much people. I think he's talking specifically from like an ecological like resource perspective, which is probably true because resources are massively I'm, skewed towards. Before COVID, one I was like eighty percent on board with what Dr. Jordan Peterson said. Yeah. See, here's here's where he, now I'm like he's losing me. Here's one here's one statement where he lost me because he was in on a panel where they were doing. Um, they were evaluating uh, like negative ecological impacts of uh, industry or whatever, anything in Canada. And he said the only um, the only ecological crisis that he had found was overfishing on the continental shelf. Yeah, he's not a be, he's not could, a climate change guy. I don't. Yeah, think. which could be easily solved by just like having uh, you know protected zones. Yeah. Which I think he said maximum fifteen percent of marine wildlife needs to be protected to like um, ensure diversity. Yeah, which seems extremely low. But I don't, I don't know the science. I'm not a fucking aqua. aqua I right. was gonna say aquamarine, which is a you're, rock. You're almost an aquamarine. You're well, almost there. What is Keep it called? Trying. Marine biologist. Yeah, I'm not a marine biologist, but that seems. I don't low. know enough about stars to disprove it. <laughs> So he's like that. That's the only ecological disaster that I can that I found. That's like actually actually a disaster. But he's a psychologist, right? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like and all his and, psychology and, uh, takes most of them. Like you want to get your fucking life in order. Don't tackle it. Like don't think about it because it's a giant project. Stop and clean your room. Start there. 
Yeah. Shit like that. I was like, wow, that's like a solid piece of like, don't get overwhelmed with the fucking, with life and depression. Just easy, attainable, clean your room. Now the guy's like, climate change isn't real because mathematical models have too much variance. And then that's where he loses me. Yeah. (laughs) But like, just on that front, like the only ecological disaster, it's like, what about destroying fresh drinking water? Well, that's just happening in native, so it's fine. Like, yeah, has it's a, only it's only on reserve lands, and has the, a white guy and been the, affected? And the seven thousand times a year when pipelines leak, it's fine. Yeah, and I was reading today, not a single oil spill has ever been sufficiently cleaned. Why would they? Well, I guess, but they barely even have to report them. Why would they clean uh, them up? Yeah, yeah. Like there was, there was another oil spill that just recently happened. And the company denied that it had happened, but by the time they acknowledged it, so this I had to actually explain to um, a a friend the other day (laughs) on how oil spills work. So spill pipeline. If you think pipelines just like move oil and then occasionally leak, yeah, um, you're fucked in the head. Unfortunately, not by your own. Not by your own choosing. From liberal propaganda. Just just from not not bothering to look into it. Yeah. So pipelines leak so frequently and copiously that they just like change the sensitivity level of the sensors where it's like if it leaks more than five hundred gallons, then our sensor will go off and then they investigate it. And only a percentage of those actually get reported as leaks. How hard is it to just make a pipe that doesn't leak? I feel like that's really easy. Not really. Not at this scale. Just make a pipe, dum-dums. Okay, so here, counter-argument, quick. Sure. Oil, we're just taking it out of the ground, right? Yep. So it's natural. 100%, yep. So oil spills, not bad. Uh, if oil spills happen at the bedrock level, then no. It's like throwing a fucking apple core into the woods. It's not littering. It's fine. No, it's... Oil's not littering. It's fine. Anyways. Anyway. I'm going to move on from that comment. We're going to transition here. No, I'm going to finish my thought. So, pipelines... (laughs) uh, Pipelines leak a lot. Like, a lot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they just... And they, one of the biggest problems... putting them through, like, critical, uh, like, waterways. natural... Waterways, natural infrastructure. When, and some of the biggest problems is the ones under, like, the Gulf of Mexico and shit that are... Well, yeah, like... Under the, huge bodies of water. Well, it's like the these wellheads that just, like, pop off. And they yeah. just, like, they they could be leaking millions of gallons of oil and they'll just deny that it's leaking. Yeah. Because um, civil liability is a thing. Yeah. And... Yeah. Or legal liability, financial, whatever. So... There's the there's a pipeline right now that's getting pushed through Canada and people, you know, on the right they're in favor of it because oil, you know, oil good natives bad. I don't know. I I I always am so confused where like the masculinity thing with like gas cars comes right? from. Like It's really weird. Dude, electric cars are cool. Teslas are cool. They're fast as fuck, boy. So I don't get why these fucking far right people especially, but all these conservatives are always like It's our jabs. It's weird. Dude, you got to realize half our politics is funded by oil money. I don't give a fuck. Like, 
You know so what? It's... This this pipeline that's just been put in, it's like not even fully functional. It's not like technically up and running yet. It's already had 113 spills. It's fine. Um, and there was another leak this last week where the company that owned the pipeline and whatever the the source refinery denied that there was a leak. Yeah. But they it was already so big that local. Uh, like local uh, native population. Hey, there's oil in my bread. Yeah, they were fine. They were seeing it like on their shores. Like it was showing up in fishing. It was like it was showing up in the ecosystem. Like, yeah, God, there's a lot of oil. Like we were used to like some oil, because because <laughs> there's what, an that's, oil pipeline that's, that's, that's leaking all the time. Yeah, yeah, but they're like it's a it's like a lot right now. They're like there's a serious leak, and they kept on like trying to report it, trying to report it. And they're like, no, it's fine, no, it's fine, no, it's fine, no, it's fine, no, it's fine. How and, many... it, and it reached a critical point, and finally, like, okay, yeah, maybe there's a leak. How many white people do you think you'd have to move onto reserve land to get the government to care about reserves? Uh, only one, if her name is Karen. <laughs> Because I feel like I want to just like... Or Candace. I want to build like an expensive condominium complex and then advertisement as like vacation homes and yeah, then move and then, a bunch of white people there. And then, the, and then you tell them that the water is undrinkable. And they're and, like, what the fuck? I can't have undrinkable water in my vacation home. And then they sue the fucking MLA. Like, yeah, and then they crack open the tap and it's black and yeah. they're trying to take a shower and their like perfect blonde hair is turning black because the yeah. water is terrible. Like it would get changed in like a month. Have these fucking conservatives if they had to live in a reserve for a day... Yeah, see, I can never be a conservative because I've done that. Yeah, well, I've been yeah, I've been up to, like, Pegwis and stuff, and those are the good ones. Like, yeah. our friend Mitch, his family's from, like, one of the up north reserves that's, like, no, like, he, he's described it as almost hopeless. Yeah. Like, it's, it, they're so poor. And my other best friend that's yeah. not Willow's. That's not really my friend. You just imply I'm your best friend. No, no, I do You deny. did, I think I you did. I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> Uh, he grew up on the reserve with the highest murder rate in yeah. the country. And suicides, right? Were and high. suicide. Yeah. Like, highest murder and suicide rate in the country. Wasn't it like one in ten kids were killing themselves at a certain point? Yeah, it was fucked. It's fucked. Like, and it's it's like an average of one homicide a year with a population of like 1,200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like people you know killing other people you also know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, word. Annually. Like... Yeah. Really bad. Like, Man, really, we, really fucking bad reserve. We are a racist country that's so good at marketing that the first thing people think when they think Canadians is nice. <laughs> yeah, we're that nice guy that's stealing your fucking wallet and fucking your wife. That was my nickname in high school. So on that note... We're going to transition here into the final segment uh, called Tip of the Week. Tip of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning, where Tyler and I give you business, life, or political advice. Um, this is a business podcast. We haven't said a single business thing this episode. Um, <laughs> it's because business for you this week is uh, Tetris. True. And me this week. Um, I haven't seen a single... Wait, no, isn't, tiling, isn't tiling essentially Tetris? Yes. Holy fuck. Anyway... Wow. So I've, I haven't seen anyone this the week. The segment just is solo. we give you a fucking tip, and then you you listen to it or you don't. Here's sure. I have a I have a quick tip that no one is gonna follow. Perfect. Before you share an article criticizing Joe Rogan for being a COVID fucking Nazi, read it. Watch the video they're talking about. Right. 
God forbid you research what you post. This isn't even a do your own research thing. This is literally, if you're going to share something that's commenting on a specific thing, watch that thing. In full. In full. Including, let me add to that, um, Trump's recent speech where he uh, promised to uh, give a presidential pardon to everyone that was involved in January 6th. Yeah. Watch the entire speech. Sure. We won't even get any more to that. Just it gets it. worse, not better, but <laughs> okay. you should. All right. But that is my tip of the week is consume the piece of media that you are supporting the criticism of. Period. For sure. There you go. Oh, I just want to, I want to pile onto that. Sure. Um, riff. What's riff? Riff, 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 raff. Riff, raff. God, you drop this on me cold. You, <laughs> he does this to me every fucking episode. Usually, I give my tip and then go pee. Yeah, which I'm about to do. Um, side note, my bladder is getting way fucking worse. I think you should get in the a last like in your two bum. years. I do that often, but um, <laughs> I am really scared of being old because I feel like old people pee a lot. That's valid. Maybe you're pregnant. This is getting worse. I, I, I was chalking it up because I the last like year I've been trying to drink a lot more water. Right. So I was chalking it up to that. But I think this is like unnatural. Like I went to I would piss four times when we were at the bar the other day. Yesterday. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Anyway, but uh every single episode He's like, oh, you're just fucking dropping this segment on me. Like, it's not <laughs> Like, it doesn't happen We all do the this time. segment every goddamn episode for, like, 20 episodes, Tyler. I'm and so you su- know it's coming. I'm you, so surprised. You could... Th- and every time, not only are you surprised, but you're mad at me for, like, putting you in this position. <laughs> for bringing it up. For bringing it up. We should just forget about it. I like the, the, the freaking... The segment. No, so do I. It's just, this is my bit. I just play... I just play victim. I so my hate tip of the week. Your my tip of the week is uh, if you don't like something, just play the victim, <laughs> and uh, just claim uh, that someone is infringing on your freedoms. And uh, this mild inconvenience is uh, a constitutional violation of your human rights and freedoms. And uh, if any of this re- resonates with you, I have some fucking news. Uh, you might be on drugs. Actually, drugs might help a little bit, but I think the double speak, the double speak, like just just Google the term, read the whole book if you even care to, is getting so deeply baked in, it's like it's it's post comedy at this point. It's post ironic. Like you cannot literally make up shittier headlines than exist today. I like examine your shit. I don't know if you, our handful of listeners, are a part of the problem, but maybe someone you know is. Like, good example of that. I only heard the back end of what you were saying, but when people were sharing the article that said there were fifty thousand, fifty-seven thousand trucks involved in the convoy. Yeah, it's like just do two seconds of critical thinking. Of course not. If you literally read the entire paragraph where that was stated, it was impossible within the paragraph. It contradicted itself. Like, 
it's just not possible. Like, just fucking think about something for and, half a second. And every time I challenge people on this, they... This specifically or, like, anything they, like, ridiculous? I'll say this, both. Okay. So, I... Li- anyone that said to me, like, oh, 50,000 truckers and so on, it's like, okay, so first of all, the number was stated by the organizer and then just repeated by everyone. Yeah. Um, I know guys that organize things, and you take their number, divide it by 10. <laughs> yeah. That's about the truth. Yeah. Uh, a, a standard rule of thumb. That's it's like for a, most things. Never a, mind when it's like this. When a girl gives you uh, their body count, you double it. Right. And yeah. a boy gives you their, their body dick count. size, you reduce two inches. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, it's one of those things. So fucking read your shit. Do some research. Get smarter. St- Become stop, a duper, not a dupey. Yeah. Stop contradicting yourself. Because you're getting duped, man. Like by people like us are making money off of you. If you donated, or if you were one of the part, part of the six million dollars raised for the fucking trucker convoy, they duped you, buddy. They yeah, fucking they're duped giving you. it to veterans. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> they stole your money. They stole your money. And the last trucker convoy, by the way, this is, this is the third one they've done. Uh, the last one they did had like eleven people show up, and this one had twelve. So this one just. Yeah, this one just took off for whatever fucking reason. Because people are pissed off, man. It's the fucking end of it. Good like, for them. Be yeah. pissed off. I'm pissed off too. Go right? march. Be mad. What? I'm doesn't fu- affect. Me. I'm fully in favor of that. Me too. And if so, uh, one last to add to the critical thinking thing. If you're gonna look at the trucker convoy and either support or criticize it, you just like if you're trying to figure out. Is this a baseline of acceptable behavior or not? Is it okay that they did this or not? And because people try to use one thing out of context, oh, these guys went to this homeless shelter and demanded meals and whatever were assholes. Okay, riddle me this: you have a music festival. Okay, got it. Same number of people. Yeah. Same location. Sure. Will the behavior be better or worse than what happened there? Probably about the same. Probably about the goddamn same. People are the same everywhere. People get sexually assaulted at music festivals. It's not like the music festival is a bad idea. People wreck statues. People do vandalism. People steal food. People harass business owners. People shit on the sidewalk. Yeah. When you get this many people in a concentrated area. There's going to be dum-dums. Emotionally ramped up like they are for music festivals. Like, make your baseline not another day in Ottawa where nothing ever happens and nobody gives a fuck. Do you make do your baseline another giant protest? Make your, no, just a giant gathering of human beings for an innocuous reason. Human beings are kind of weird. They're stupid as hell. True. So use your fucking noggin and uh, realize that maybe the world isn't burning. Uh, you're just being told it is. If you use your noodle, then you can use your other noodle. And uh, this has been Alcohol Beyond This Point, the podcast where we talk about whatever we just talked about. And thoughts are things. And thoughts are Tyler. And Willows is also here. Alcohol Beyond This Point on Instagram. That's all you need to know. Um, bye bye. Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast.